0: We are SC Podcast Trojan Recruiting, joined as always by Randy Taylor. And boy, Randy, we are getting down to the uh, to the tail end of the high school football season, and we are starting to see, predictably, uh, some movement uh, this week in the USC class. There there hasn't been uh, there hasn't been a commitment since June, nor much in the way of decommits uh, around. But we did see a decommitment yesterday from tight end Cameron McDonald, a guy who's been committed to USC for a while now. Um, first of all, what were your initial thoughts when, when, when you heard, uh, McDonald elect to decommit?
1: Well, you know, you and I have talked about this, that the, the word commitment doesn't mean the same thing anymore. And so I don't ever see a commitment as final, uh, until they sign. So that, that's, you know, that's where I, I come down on it. And, and, and then you think about this, you know, whose decision was it? Uh, and, and I have no inside information on this, but, but my thoughts were, okay, did SC slow play him, uh, because they kind of were looking for a different kind of tight end, or is just, this is a kid who sees the writing on the wall, or isn't getting his jersey number, or whatever it might be that, that he doesn't want to go and, and be behind, you know, following those kids already there. Plus, you get the JC kid, uh, Anderson, you know, is a, is a big time kid Ezekiel and some of these other kids that may be tight ends. So maybe Cam just felt like this is uh, maybe not my best fit. You know, he's not a true tight end. He's a tremendous player, but maybe he didn't see himself in the offense.
0: And, and it's not like he just it, this just came a couple of days ago. He has taken recent trips to Nebraska and Texas A and M. So he yeah, had one he had one one eye outside as well. No question.
1: Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that'll lead into our, our discussion because I've talked to some kids recently, and it just drives me nuts on how they handle commitments.
0: So, <laughs>
1: so oh, it's, it's definitely good.
0: changed from when you were running op- recruiting operations departments. Uh, no question. A, as people say it's a reservation at the table now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they need to get a new word for it. It, it right. should be called leaning. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. but but sure. but but it is interesting because, like you say, there, there there's the Arizona Western kid, and and a JC guy is probably not a bad option uh, yeah. if, if, if you're looking at it. If you're USC, um, the interesting name banding about from the high school ranks is you know, as you said, ZK Michael as a EK. That's a guy who there hasn't been a ton of uh, matching up with him in SC, but he but he's always been there, kind of in the background. Hey, these two are looking at each other, and there is mutual interest. And he has the body type. He's got that,
1: the, the potential to be 250, you know, 260 and be that inline guy uh, with the ability to, to be an age, to do some things, to, to move them because he's got some wide receiver uh, skills and things. So he's just a, like, I joke, I said, take as many tight ends as you can get figured out because they can play a whole bunch of positions. They, and you're just a. Uh, yeah, the best athletes on the field and
0: most of the time. J always talks about how hey, they are the biggest mismatches on the field. You If yeah. you have four or five tight ends, you don't have four or five guys who can handle them no, question. and match up well. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a good thing to have.
1: Okay, well, yeah. we got
0: to, as you well know, we have USC-UCLA this weekend, and, and as always, uh, it's going to be a big weekend for recruits. Um, you figure the sidelines yeah, are going to be full. Uh, here, here are some of the official visitors that we know right now. You're you're bringing in the Panay Sewell kid from Utah. Uh, this right. this is your chance. There's a lot of chatter that he's got one eye at Alabama right now, but this is your chance. USC has done well with uh, with Polynesian linemen lately, and so take your shot on Sewell. You've got the corner Noah Boykin from uh, Salad Houdine's High School in Washington, D.C., and then you've got a couple defensive linemen that you and I talked about a couple weeks ago from Missouri. There's three of them this year, and you're bringing in two of them for official visits in Trevor Trout and Michael Thompson, and then there's the possibility that we may see Talanoa Hufanga. Right now, he's scheduled a visit on December 15th, but his high school team lost last week, and so he may switch it up, come to USC this week, and then uh, go to Oregon on the 15th. So just right there with the official visitors, Randy, you've got some impressive kids coming in town.
1: Yeah, no question. I think the, the Sewell kid is, is a massive kid that we've talked about before and just a big-time defensive tackle from St. George. And, and I tell you, uh, with Alabama with uh, uh, Lupoy there as one of their assistant coaches, he's done a great job of recruiting both the Polynesian kids and, and kids from California, as you can see, with the, the two offensive linemen that are committed to Alabama from out here. So uh, those things matter. Uh, who recruits you and, and the relationships that you can build. So, uh, that'll be a, a battle. Uh, Boykin, uh, really, really like his, his length and ball skills. Uh, and, and another kid that's committed, by the way, right, to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sure. so <laughs> the commitments are, are, uh, driving me nuts. But anyway, uh, Trout, another kid we talked about. He's just a kid mm-hmm. with a motor and he's a disruptive 300 pound kid, you know. Uh, Michael Thompson, another kid. He's just 6'4", 3'10", from St. Louis. Big, athletic, quick defensive tackle. You know, he's one of those guys that plays either the defensive end in the 3'4". He could even be a 3' tech and get up the field in the 4'3". So tremendous uh, possibilities with that kid to use him in different situations. Uh, I love – I've said this before – I love a lot because he's just such a good football player. Not a big, you know, six foot, 195. I kind of like him as a safety because he's just an instinctive kid. He's just a good football player, but he can cover the slot, and he can do a lot of different things for you from the defensive side. So the UCLA-USC game uh, is always a great one to bring recruits to because of the atmosphere. Uh, right. And, and, you know, and, and it's just such an amazing uh, game that – kids can't help fall in love with the locker room atmosphere, the intensity, the sideline, the fans, the all the stuff that you think about in college football is, is displayed on this weekend. And so, uh, you know, my days, I always love bringing kids to this game. You know, it helps when you win it. Uh, sure. But the, the atmosphere itself is, is pretty cool. And the kids can really get a feel for the coaching staff. In the pregame locker room, if they're able to get in there and watch and pregame the sideline and all that kind of stuff, so uh SC will be evaluated in every little thing they do this weekend by elite players. And so that that's an important thing. So I know those guys will do a good job with the weekend. I,
0: I I find it interesting how much this could be an influencing weekend for for both sides of the line. Um, right now, like you say, there are two offensive linemen. I think they'd like to get to four uh maybe you're content with three but you're probably trying to get to four and i think you want to get to three interior defensive linemen and right now you have one so all of a sudden with sewell trout and thompson boy you could dramatically change things if uh, if you hit on a couple of these kids uh for, for from this weekend so that's kind of what i see is the key on top of Hufenga, who you and i have talked about and boy he just his frame and the way he plays reminds me of Suwa in so many ways and uh that's a that's a that's a good one to talk about so yeah, it sure is the 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 other thing is uh
1: uh is your d line coach is an impressive guy uh Kenichi, mm-hmm. it, you know, Ojezi is is one mm-hmm. of those guys that you want to get kids around so when you bring kids to campus uh and have a chance to see his energy and passion those d linemen they have to be uh they have to
0: really uh, like that and see themselves being able to play for him. Uh, that's a great point. There's not too many respectful stories more than and Udesi's. Uh, no, no question. He's on, he's on the beginning of a pretty good coaching journey, it sure looks like. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about who you saw last week and uh, who you're looking to see this week.
1: So it was kind of a, a fun week because I went out to uh, Mater day to watch practice. You know, with the playoffs coming up, I've seen so many of these teams. And so practice becomes something that's a little bit more important. And I know we we know all about the really good players and, and uh-huh. the guys that have all of the offers. What I wanted to see was that next group of guys and the younger guys. And so I was able to go out and like a couple of the 2018 kids that I that I just continue to like. and Think like Chris Cj Parks is is. Uh, almost, I don't know how you say this because he's got a bunch of offers, almost under-recruited because right, of what right. he can do for a team. Uh, he has all those intangibles. He's a route runner. Uh, he can return kicks. He gets, you know, he's just a guy that gets separation and, and yard after he keeps that, separate yeah. run after the all those things that just impress the heck out of me. But so when you go I'm out there really, and see
0: St. Brown, Remigio, and McCoy, <laughs> part well, you yeah your somewhat.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like you're he's the only guy out there. Right. And and it is tough. And you know, we've talked about St. Brown and and, and McCoy as a junior. Those guys are just remarkable. And to see this kid Parks who right. signs more and more as you study this team, uh you know, the more you can fall in love with But but you're right. Uh they have a, another twenty eighteen kid who's a big old uh Samoella to Halamaka, who's, who's a 280, 290 pounder, plays D tackle, but he's in the wedge on kickoff returns. And You talk <laughs> right. about some athleticism out of a big right. old body guy. And, and so he's a guy that I think it get, should get more attention. He's an agile kid. Uh, Jack Gen- uh, Genova. Genova is a really good football player, probably not an SC guy. Uh, but he's a solid them. high school linebacker yeah he just is should should be a scholarship player but i say you of the young kids that i really like
0: and, and hey, can we before before we go to that randy can i ask you about one more 2018 kid and that's chris yeah Murray. yeah um, just undersized uh okay
1: i i, I like him um he's going to be a good scholarship football player i just think he's a little undersized is all that that's kind of my biggest thing he could be a center for somebody and he might play I don't know what his offers are, but he might play in the Pac-12. But I see him uh, more as maybe a Mountain West, or even I think he'd be great at one of the academies, uh, you know, those kind of things. So, okay, but I but I like him as a kid. I love him as a kid, and I like him as a football player. Um,
0: the The other kids
1: I saw out there at practice, obviously obviously Zion Alafosio is a tremendous player. He's a good student. Just really like his instincts and athleticism. He's got coverage skills, but he also can play downhill. So he's a versatile Power 5 kid. Uh, there were some other kids kind of under the radar, like Nate White, who's their safeties, number 20. Really like his range and instincts. Uh, he is a very productive back end player that'll play in the Pac 12. Uh, They've got a young guy, kind of a lean 2020 kid, Cody Epps, who I think is interesting to watch, see how he develops size. So they've got a bunch of young, talented kids out there that, uh, you know, and we've talked about uh, Coy, and we've talked about all these other other guys. But uh,
0: so it was fun to go watch. (laughs) Oh,
1: I love Michael Martinez. Uh, That kid is definitely a uh, growing into a, Big-time uh, tight end prospect. Uh, I didn't know if he was a tight end prospect uh, until I saw him again. Every time I see him, he gets better as a tight end. And I think what he's doing is growing into his body. Sure. You know, he's he's put on so much weight, and he's still a, a, a junior, that I think he's he's got to be a chance or going to have a chance to be recruited by the maybe the SCs of the world. Uh, another kid I really liked who's a, a freshman, Currently, whose brother is a highly rated kid is Chiron Warehudson. His okay. brother Keon is, is a sure. highly recruited kid. He's in the, I think he's a 2019 kid, but uh, Chiron is a 2021 20, kid and just a different body type. He's about a six foot one seventy DB uh, type kid, but I think he's a major Division One player because of his length and athleticism. Uh, you know, see how he develops, but he shows some really good feet and hips to get in transition, you know, in, in some of the JV games. And watching him at practice, you get to see some of those young guys. So, uh, that one is going to be fun, uh, to watch to see if he, it gets the attention that his brother, who is a total different body type, uh, and, and it's fun. We were talking at practice and, and I, I said, you know, how come you're not as fat as your brother? And he, he said, I oh, don't tell my brother to that. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to offend uh, the big Keon. Anyway, just joking around, and, and the kid's got a great personality. So that's what I always look for when I go there. If I can talk to him, it's always fun. So I see this kid as a guy that's that's going to have uh, a big upside for folks. So good, uh, and you know, Coach Rollinson runs such a great practice, and and I love his the tempo. Uh, he, you know, there's discipline, but it's not overt, and you know, and but there's accountability. You know to be where you're supposed to be, and and line up right and and do your assignment no, no matter who you are, uh, whether it's you know J C Daniels or or the the J, you know the JV guy. So I, that was fun and and I, I love Coach Rollins he's he's fun to be around. So oh yeah great great week oh, yeah. great trip. Other games uh, went out to see Aquinas. Uh, they've got three three kids that uh, came from Germany out in San Bernardino. Right. Uh, well, you know the the Goska kid is committed to Colorado, who I think is becoming an elite player that, that could be recruited by everybody. You know he's a six four two hundred and fifteen pound linebacker, tight end safety, returns punts, all those kind of things. Uh, they've got a young kid out there, a freshman, Anthony Cooper, who is uh, from the area, a local kid uh, is a corner. 2021 20, kid that could be really good. Um, there, there's a unique, you know, the, the Jasper Frisk kid is committed to uh, Cal. He's another a German kid. And then there's this uh, quarterback, Sao Yu who is about a 6'4, 200 pound quarterback who could play linebacker, could be a safety, could be a tight end, H back, you know. So a uh, really good, good players. They got a nice running back out there, Rankins. Uh, then I also saw uh, went to see Heritage, and, and they played La Mirada, and and good football players, but uh, probably not guys that would be. A Parker Benner from Heritage is a nice size, you know, 320 pound old alignment, and Cody Bleeker is a, a sophomore, 2020 uh, kid that uh, could be a, you know a tackle somewhere uh, in the near future. So those were my. My stops and visits and, and like always I like to find the the younger guys who are, are gonna be names for the uh, Trojans to, to pay attention to. No doubt about it. Anybody uh on the schedule for this week? You know, I think I've seen enough when I, I might I'll go to some practices this week. I haven't mm-hmm. quite uh make there's a kid at banning I wanted to go see which, you know, there's not too many players out of banning anymore, but uh then this is the banning out in the in my empire. Uh, but I'll probably just watch some TV games and, uh, just see some kids that, that I, uh, haven't seen as these playoffs get, get closer and closer to, to wrapping up. Uh, I'll go down to San Diego around the Thanksgiving uh, holiday again. And, and uh, uh, so I'll I'll get to see some of those kids in the near future again, some different schools. But that's uh, so that's my week. So it's a lot of watching film and, and maybe hitting some practices today. Anyway. Good time
0: for some football. Let's uh, let's go to the Taylor topic of the week. So the the, the commitments,
1: uh, you know, and I always like to be topical, and I think it was uh, one of the internet sites said that there were I forget the number. It was like twenty some decommits just in this past few days. I forget the, the thing I saw it on, on Twitter.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: and I think the thing, I think you just never use the word commit to decide your recruiting. I think you just go recruit until they sign. And the early signing coming up, you know, that'll kind of give you an indication of who you have no chance at. But I don't think you ever worry about the word commitment anymore because it means less and less every day. You know, it's like talking about uh, the young guy you mentioned who's committed but going to take some trips, you know, and the kid right, from Maryland. Right. There's a kid I was talking to the other day that, that is committed, has been committed for quite some time. I asked him if he was going to sign early, and he said, no, I want to take some more uh, official visits. They're a lot of fun, and I can check out some other schools. And, and I, my first thought was, where are the parents in this? <laughs> you know, right. who's, who, who is helping define the word commit? And, and maybe these kids need to, to rethink it and say that, you know, in the old days you used to say, man, I would love to come to your school. Well, that didn't mean commits. Now I think they think it's a commit. Uh, and I think coaches with the internet want to put it out there. So a kid says, yeah, coach, I want to come to your school. Sometimes, coaches, assistant coaches especially, want to stretch that a little bit into a commitment uh, so that they can get a little pub on the internet and, and be associated with an elite player. So it's kind of a crazy way we do things to, to promote ourselves as athletes, promote our programs. Uh So I, I think it's just something that the word needs to be rethought. And I think players, you know, if you don't sign early, then then what are you doing? You know, you don't really know that's where you're going to go. Now, if you don't sign because of academics, that's a different thing. But kids these days, you know, teams are struggling, so now they're going to rethink it. You know, Tennessee, I heard which that was unbelievable. Uh, Coach Davis from Tennessee said publicly to a player, uh, well, maybe you should look for another school now. You know, and so how does that help Tennessee? Right. Or anybody, you know? But that's really the truth. He he was not he was just saying what everybody
0: believes,
1: uh, he just happened to say it.
0: Oh, and uh, so Butch Jones, yeah. I, I already told one kid, uh I, I read where he told the kid, yeah, you know, if you want to hang tight, I will be somewhere else and I'll let you know when that happens. Yeah, I and what did I say? Did I say the wrong name?
1: Oh, Butch. Yeah, Butch but Jones. Yeah, that's. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I said Butch Davis because there is a Butch Davis, right? There is a Butch Davis. Yes, <laughs> doing nice things
0: down at uh, FIU.
1: Another question. That's where my uh, my my old age came in there. I had um, an old age moment. Uh, no, but but, you, I, but
0: you're still right, Randy, because it it, it yeah. has changed. You know, within the last ten years, I think it's taken a dramatic shift. Yeah. Um, to that and it goes both ways it, you know th- th- there are kids who think they have a ride somewhere I'll, I'll go back to jay don mickens as there's no bigger example to me um you know jay don committed to usc in in middle of his junior year and it went all the way until lane kiffin decided to pull it late um mm-hmm. and he scrambled and got up to washington had a nice career good for you jay don but uh Boy, it's tough. Either way, when it happens, um, like you say, it's not. Uh, it doesn't bode well for what the word commitment means in the recruiting no. process anymore. No, and the, and the people that that really sit back and and and
1: take this all to heart are the high school coaches. And so, what really has become an issue with a lot of high school coaches I talk about is they don't want certain schools coming back because they offered the kid, they took the commitment, and then they backpedal on the kid and I've heard right. many high school coaches say I'm not letting that guy back my school." you can't do that to, to these kids and so right. both sides of this equation need to be on top of it and, and more up front more honest and I think parents can help by by being there and not letting a kid commit because he feels excited on that day because that, cause that you, you you know you're always excited that day that you're visiting Sure. So the key is is to, unless you're sure, don't, unless you're going to sign early, don't commit. That's kind of how I feel, Uh because the word
0: commitment means
1: something. Anyway, that, well, that's,
0: like that's good. Well, as I say, like we've talked about before, this early signing period is going to uh throw an unknown element into the process. I don't think we really know exactly what it's going to be yet. Uh No, we we sure don't. But they're very anxious to find out because it's here so
1: yeah yeah we'll see if it works and it'll work to some degree because it's it'll help some kids get it done and and they'll help the early signing kids you know now we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about all of those the scholarship issues or if they decide you know not to go or go you know i mean all those different weird things we're having to deal with the early signing period helps with that so. exactly
0: well it'll be interesting we well randy you have some good watching this week and uh Let's have a good USC-UCLA game on Saturday, and then we'll do this again next week. I bet you there's going to be a lot of energy and passion,
1: and they're going to compete like crazy, and it'll be another fun game to watch. So I I look forward to it.
0: One of the best days of the year. Thanks, Randy. No,
1: no question. Take care.